The first step to great change is always self-awareness. And this is a little hack that I use to become more aware of my behaviors, my thoughts, and how it impacts my life. Welcome to The Underestimated Entrepreneur, where I share mindset, lifestyle, and business hacking tips, tools, and some painful lessons along my journey from growing my businesses, and also working with some of the top entrepreneurs, business leaders, and professional athletes. Driven Mofos, welcome back to another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. For those of you who don't know who I am, I'm Michael Mojo, founder of Mojo Human Performance Institute and Mojo Business Multiplier. Now, we help business owners grow and scale their businesses. We also help general people that are absolutely driven to achieve more in life, get the best out of themselves and to get the best out of others as well. And the reason why I do these episodes is that most people waste their life and I just don't want you to be one of them. So Driven Mofos, let's talk about self-awareness because it's the first step to change. And I see this happen a lot where, you know, I'll hop on the phone and someone says, I want to grow my business. And I go, cool, well, here's the steps that we need to grow your business. And they go, oh yeah, but you know, and then they come up with all their excuses. And what normally happens is they just like self-awareness. Like they want to grow and they've got obstacles and barriers. Like to me, human behavior is really, really simple. You've got where you are today. You've got a big bunch of goals and visions and potentially a mission in there somewhere and a purpose in life. And you're trying to fulfill that mission or that purpose or get somewhere in life that is better than your current circumstances. Now, the only thing that is stopping you from achieving that thing is normally time. Well, actually, there's a few things. There's time, there's normally knowledge, and then there's a whole bunch of other barriers that are in the way. If we can figure out what those barriers are and remove those barriers, give you the knowledge, then you start to speed up your use of time and you become more effective, more efficient, more productive, and so on, and you get there faster. So it's really not that hard. Where you are today, future goals, dreams, mission, so on in the future, and then a whole bunch of obstacles and roadblocks. So if you can remove those roadblocks, then you can get what you want a lot faster. It's really that simple. If you look at what stops most people, it's just that self-awareness. So the business owner gets on the phone and they say, I want to grow my business. But at the moment, there's a whole bunch of obstacles and barriers that they're unaware of. So someone might go, well, you know, I've got cash flow problems. It's a money problem. You go, okay, cool. Well, what's the money problem? They go, well, you know, it's just the economy's shit. I've got staffing problems, blah, blah, blah. And they go into all these excuses. What they don't realize is that probably one of the biggest barriers and the obstacles that they have is their ability to be self-aware of how their decisions impact all of those areas. And so the more self-aware someone is, the more that they can pull the levers within their own life or within their business to make change. So let's say that the economy is crappy. There is a business owner out there right now who's rubbing their hands together, licking their lips, going, awesome, staff are cheaper. There are good business owners or good people out there who are looking for a business like ours that want quality and want value over price. Now, they might not be getting serviced by whoever you know is delivering the product or the service right now because they're panicking. Maybe they're stressed out, they're panicking. It's dropped into a recession. They're tightening everything up. And so their quality of services dropped. Maybe they've had to let go of staff. So, you know, there's less productivity and less efficiency. So now that person who used to enjoy working with that old business now doesn't anymore. And now they're looking for someone else to go to. Yet they're quality driven. They are value driven. They are not price driven. They just want great product and they want a great service. So they're going to come to that business owner because that business owner has the right mindset and the right psychology to make sure that they're delivering the product and service that that customer wants. So that business owner right there has a different mentality than 90 to 95% of the other businesses who will struggle in a recession, who do the opposite, who tighten everything up, who let go of a whole bunch of staff, who become more ineffective, who become more inefficient, who become more stressed out 
who deliver worse customer service. So that customer is going to go somewhere. The one thing that separates those two businesses is essentially the business owner psychology because the leader is going to drive the values into the company. They are going to drive the staff. They are going to make sure that the customer gets delivered the product and service that the owner themselves reflects. So when you buy a product and a service, you're not just buying the product or the service, you're buying a whole bunch of other things as well. Like it might be the values of that thing. So you don't go out and buy a Ferrari just because it's four wheels and a couple of doors. You buy a Ferrari because of a whole bunch of other things. And in most cases, it's got nothing to do with the car itself. It might be things like status. It might be things like exclusivity. It might be things like joining an amazing network of people that you might not get access to if you don't have a Ferrari or a supercar. So there's a whole bunch of other things that go in with that. Now, most business owners don't think about that. So the lack of self-awareness of the business owner is actually the thing that's stalling the business for them. And this is probably the number one thing that I find that stops most businesses from growing. It's also the one thing that stops most people from growing as well. Like I assume that most people who are listening to this right now have a whole bunch of barriers and blocks in their life, especially if they're driven because they want to achieve and want to grow and want to get somewhere. But they also have a lot of roadblocks. And the only thing that's stopping them from achieving the things that they want with those roadblocks is self-awareness of how their decisions their choices that they make, their actions and their behaviors, their thought processes and their emotions affect the way that they take action or the way that they do things. So the more self-aware someone becomes, the easier it is to clear those roadblocks out, the faster that they can learn, the faster they can adapt, the faster they can make changes, and now the faster that they can achieve results. So this is why I know that if people want to achieve, it's a mindset game, it's a human behavior game, which is why I love doing what I do. Because once you can adapt someone's mindset, the results that they get compound really, really quickly. And they can multiply the results a lot faster than someone who just works on, you know, just a certain aspect of their life or their business. So I'll give you an example. Someone goes to the gym, they want to try to lose weight. They're not essentially working on their body, they're working on their mindset. Now, if someone realizes that weight loss is a mindset game, and it's probably going to be about a 90% mindset game and about a 10% them rocking up to the gym and having the right gym program, then it makes life a lot easier for that person because the one thing that's going to fuck up their results is essentially going to be their mindset. That slip of what happens when you do eat chocolate and you're on your diet. Do you just go and blow it out now for the next week or you wait till Monday and then you start again, except you've just consumed an extra 10,000 calories that you didn't need because you're an all or nothing type person and so on. So it's the mindset that creates the biggest impact. And it's also the thing that, you know, tends to destroy most people's results. So now how does this come back to my learning and my lessons that I had the other day when I was out go-karting? So I was out go-karting with a mate and it was his birthday. It was my best mate, Jimmy. And he sent me a message a couple of weeks ago. He said, I'm going to be down in Adelaide. He normally doesn't live down here. And he said, it's my birthday. I want to go go-karting and then we'll go out for lunch afterwards. And so there was a big group of us all in this message. Anyway, I thought, yeah, go-karting, be fun. Get out there, do it. I've never done go-karting before. I did it once years and years and years ago, but it was like on really these shitty carts in Thailand. It was crap. I hadn't really done it before. So I thought, you know what? This will be a bit of fun. But on the day when I woke up in the morning, I was like, you know what? I got so much work to do. I would rather be working in the business. It's more of my values to work in the business. Connection's important to me, but we're going out and connecting over food, over alcohol. I don't really drink that much anymore. So I'm probably not going to be drinking. I had training later that afternoon. So I knew I wouldn't be drinking. Then there's the go-karts. And so I'm like, I'm going to be driving around in go-karts for an hour, hour and a half or whatever. Not really sure that this is going to be the best day for me. I don't think I'm going to be productive. I don't think I'm going to enjoy this. I would much prefer to just be working. And so my mind started playing those games with me again. Anyway, I'd finished my training session in the morning. I had training in the morning and training in the afternoon. I finished training and I go upstairs and I'm just sort of chilling a little bit. And I knew we had 
a time frame that we had to get there by. And so I only had about 15 minutes after training to get ready and head off and drive to get there. And so I'm just chilling upstairs and Jess comes and she's like, we've got to go. We've got to go. Like you're running late. Come on, get in the shower, hurry up. Like, let's go. And so she started putting time pressure on me and I'm thinking, fucking hell, like I don't really want to do this. I'd rather just be at home. Like I don't really give a shit about go-karting. It doesn't really bother me. And so my brain starts playing these games. And so I'm just sitting there letting this play on for a little bit. And then I thought, you know, I've promised I'll go. Normally if I commit to something, I'm just going to follow through and get it done anyway. All right. So I get there and I'm thinking, you know, I just don't really want to do it. It's a hot day. I'm going to be sitting in a go-kart. We're going out for lunch afterwards. I'm going to be all sweaty. I'm going to feel gross over lunch. Like, yeah, I don't really want to do this. And so my brain's playing all these games. And I'm sure people who are listening to this go through something similar on a consistent basis in different areas of their life. And so you can adapt this to whatever, whether it's taking, you know, doing stuff with your kids or whether it's doing stuff with your friends or whether it's doing stuff in your business. First things first, we get in the go-karts, helmets are on, everything like that. There's a group of about 14 of us. And then anyway, I start driving out onto the track and I'm thinking, you know, I just can't be bothered. Like this isn't my thing. I'm not good at it. I've never done this before. Like I don't even know what I'm doing here. And so my brain's playing all these stupid games. Anyway, the lights go green and all of a sudden the competitive side of me kicks in. And so I'm starting to look for lines in racing lines and everything like that because I grew up around motor racing. So I knew about racing lines and everything like that. So I just started following the racing lines and I thought I'm going to catch up to someone who's quick and hunt them down a little bit and follow their lines. A couple of the guys I was sort of sitting behind and then all of a sudden I'm out in front and I'm like, you know, (laughs) going crazy on this go-kart track. After the first race, I get off the adrenaline's pumping. I'm feeling absolutely like wild. And I was like 0.01 second, I think, off of the fastest track time. And I'm thinking, right, that's it. I'm going to get back out there and beat the... So all of a sudden, my mindset has shifted from, I don't really want to be here. I don't really want to be doing this. I'm not good at it. To all of a sudden, I've got out there. And once the lights went green, the competitive side of me has come in. And it's like, I want to learn. I want to figure this out. I want to get better at it. And then knowing that I was 0.01 second off of the fastest time, it gave me something to really strive for. And then so every race, I was either first or second with the fastest time. And every time I was going around the track, I was just looking for faster lines and I was learning and adapting and trying to figure this out, which is my highest value. Part of it is learning. So it's learning, teaching and coaching. I was able to adapt my values into that day where I was able to learn a lot about myself and the way that I behave just from being on the go-karts. And then afterwards, when we'd all finished, I was just driving to lunch. And I was really thinking about how many times in my life have I stopped myself from doing something because I was afraid that I wouldn't be good at it. I thought maybe I'm going to suck at this. I don't really know what I'm doing. I fell back into my comfort zone where I went, you know, I'd just rather work and get stuff done in the business because that's a really important factor to me to scale this business globally so that we can help more people be empowered and educate them with high level education tools, not just usual bullshit, motivation, rah, rah, all of that sort of stuff. That's not what I do. What I do is I give people the performance tools to tap into their own psychology through science, through a lot of human behavior and working with tens of thousands of people, including professional athletes and high level business owners and rich listers, and giving people the tools in order to consistently grow, but also to chip away all the shit that is not them in life. Because I believe that every person is born to be successful. The only thing that stops them is the implanted values, ideas, and beliefs of other people on them that stop them from being who they really are. And that's what stops them. Most personal development, most personal growth and you know motivation events and all the books and everything try to teach you how to be successful. 
But what that is, is that someone else pushing their beliefs, their ideas, their ideals onto you. I don't believe that that's effective. In fact, I think that that's what causes most people's self-destruction, most people's self-sabotage patterns. It makes people beat themselves up and so on. Coming back to the go-karting, I looked back and I thought, how many times do I just fall back into that pattern of doing what I'm comfortable with, doing what I know? Try to convince myself that I'm not good at things when I'm really actually quite good at things if I put my mind to it. And so it made me really, really self-aware of taking that day and dissecting it and analyzing it and asking effective questions. So then the following day, I woke up in the morning and I got up and I journaled. And what I journaled, normally when I'm journaling, because I get asked quite a lot about journaling, and I think I've done some podcast episodes on it. When I journal, I'm just using it for many different reasons. My goal is to progress. That's the only reason why I use a journal. So I'm not writing, dear diary, I felt sad today and I was... I don't do any of that. What I will do is I'll normally write down, if I'm just journaling, how I self-talk. Because the reason why people go normally to psychologists is that they self-talk through things and the psychologist helps them, hopefully, if the psychologist is good, asking effective questions to help them dissect, analyze, and then create change. I would hope that that's what's happening, but I don't think that's always the case. But a lot of the time when people talk, they'll complain about their problems, Someone else complains about their problems. You complain about more problems. They complain about their problems. And there's no real self-awareness. It's just the consistent complaining because a person feels better when they get that shit out. Not because it helps them by getting it out and talking about stuff. What it does is it gives them connection. Most people don't realize this, that when they complain about stuff consistently with their friends, they're actually craving connection and it makes them feel good because of the connection not because they get stuff off their chest. Getting stuff off your chest is only great if you analyze it, if you can dissect it and break it all apart and then figure out better action steps or better habits, better behaviors, better thought processes, better ways of using emotions. It only works if you are able to do that. And so that's what I use a journal for. I just get everything out of my head. Then I go through, I dissect it, I analyze it. I figure out where all my imbalances are and a lot of the stuff that I teach at Thrive Time about how to break down and dissect human behavior patterns. And then you can go through and figure out what you need to do from there. So it can create changes in behaviors. It can create changes in patterns, but also it makes you more self-aware. And so when I did that, what I realized is that a lot of my life, I hold myself back because I don't give things a try and I don't use it as a way of learning about myself. So I didn't think about go-karting and go, this is going to be good because I'm going to learn about myself during this. I went, I don't want to go go-karting because it's something new. It's something different. Like, I don't really get it. I'm probably going to be wasting my time. I'm going to be more effective doing other things. I guess it was a way of holding myself back and just maybe not giving myself the opportunity to put myself in uncomfortable positions to allow those patterns or those thought processes to come out. So I really wanted to share this because I thought it's such a great tool that I don't think a lot of people use, especially the self-analysis and the dissection of the way that they handle different situations and the way that they think through potential roadblocks that are stopping them from getting the things that they want. Anyway, Driven Mofos, I hope this helps. If you're a business owner and you haven't already jumped across to our No BS Business Hacks Facebook group, please jump across there now. Go to Facebook. It's absolutely free. Just go to the search bar, type in No BS Business Hacks. There's a whole bunch of new content that I'm popping up, brand new year. So there's a whole bunch of new stuff in there. It's going to be wild in that group. So if you're not already in there, jump in that group. I'm adding new content in there daily. Jump across there. Whole bunch of free stuff. Help you to grow your business this year. Help you to keep crushing it as a leader, as someone who needs to stay inspired and consistent, especially if you are a business owner. I look forward to seeing you in that group. Thank you for joining me on this episode. I really do appreciate it. I appreciate each and every one of you. Keep kicking massive goals. Go hard driven mofos and keep pushing it. I look forward to joining me back here once again for another episode of The Underestimated Entrepreneur. 